Good morning. Good morning. Today is Wednesday, the 10th of January, the year of our Lord, 2024, and this is Daybreak Live with the Nesbitts. It's time to lift our hearts to Jesus. It's time to break some holy bread. Grab your coffee and your Bible. Good morning, guys. I hope you find us over here. Uh, <laughs> just go ahead and say, maybe they'll find us.
Good morning. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. <clears throat> What's going on, guys? Awkward. I don't know. You're usually a we little usually, more like... We usually <laughs> leave so fast, I thought I'd just sit for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't had coffee yet, so we're not moving quick. Yeah, they come in like 8 o'clock. We all overslept a little. I accidentally felt like a sleep. It was a good day to sleep in. It was a good day to sleep in, but there is no snow. Here. I thought we were supposed to wake up to a white Tennessee. winter wonderland here in Middle Tennessee, and it did not happen. Did not happen. Watching from Uganda, I'm glad that you are here. I'm glad that somebody is here. Get done yesterday. I, I get done. Get off here yesterday, and it says, I mean, there was like 25 people. You know, we were live, about 25 of us together, and I get off, and and the thing says no views, nobody has watched. <laughs> like, now I know some of you guys was on here yesterday, right? Anyway, it's funny how all this craziness is. Good morning, saints of God. Love you guys. It's good to be here this morning. I appreciate, I read several of your comments saying you're praying for us as we get ready to leave out for Honduras, so you know we won't have daybreak next week. But if you're friends with us on Scott and Lisa, I'll be posting a lot of pictures. Also, you could you could check out Hearts and Hands for Honduras Facebook page. I'll be posting stuff there. You know, be posting the trip there. So anyway, thanks for being here. Let's dive into our Bible study. We're in Proverbs 28. And we're going to start with verse 24 today. Verse 24, and we're going to finish this chapter today. And uh, let's see, let me get over here. Good morning, Miss Peggy, Melissa. I'm glad y'all found us, Diane. Oh, thank you for your prayers. All right, let's throw up verse 24. There he goes, verse 24. It says, Whoever robs his father or his mother and says, It is no transgression. The same is companion to a destroyer. One who is a destroyer. Uh, not a good person. Uh, this is kind of a, I don't know, this is a strange proverb for me. I, it don't... Rob his father and his mother. You know, one of the Ten Commandments is honor your father and your mother so that you may live long upon the earth. Did you know that that's one of the, that's the first commandment with a promise attached to it, the scripture says? Honor your father and mother so that you may live long upon the earth. God honors those that honor their parents. And uh, I, I just can't hardly imagine stealing from your father and your mother, but I guess... It happens. What do you guys think? I guess that happens. Uh, but I imagine when it says, and says it is no transgression, I am assuming this proverb is talking about entitlement. It's talking about, you know, the 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 child that thinks he's entitled uh, and doesn't realize that there's a way this happens, you know. Everything that belongs to his parents is going to become yours after they go be with Jesus, but it's not yours yet. <laughs> and so, 
Uh, I don't know. I guess that's what it is, but it's pretty strong against uh, saying against father and mother. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, it made me think of, isn't there a scripture where Jesus talks about the children like taking care of your parents or whatever, and he says, you say like, whatever I would have given you, I'm giving to God, basically, Corb is Corbin, instead of taking care of your family. So you said that, it made me think, that's kind of like stealing from your parents. It's what you should have as the children to take care of them. And you're saying, oh, no, this goes to God, so you don't have to deal with it. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. That, it made me think of that. Well, no, I guess I just grew up in a time when you were really, you know, you honoring your father and mother. I can't imagine somebody stealing from mom and dad. But I know it happens. I know yeah, it does happen. All the time. We've dealt with lots of people whose children have gotten on drugs or got addicted. Yeah, got, like yeah you're right. And you're right. And the drugs and started stealing from mom and dad. And probably said, it's no transgression. Well, it's my mom. It's my dad. Yeah. I'll just take money out of their purse. Yeah. Sure. Well, God says, don't do that. That is not good. <laughs> Amen. Stop it. Verse 25. He who is of a proud heart stirs up strife. But he who trusts in the Lord will be prospered. Now, this proverb to me, proud heart, he does a proud heart. Stirs, the, the person that's of that proud heart, they're always saying, look at me, look at me, look at me. It's all about me. My life's about me. It's about, look, 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 right? There's always a, stir, uh, a stirring of strife that happens. But the one who trusts in the Lord will be prospered. Now, my own opinion, this goes right along with Jesus when he says, uh, Seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added. Trust in the Lord and God's going to take care of you. He's going to prosper your life. He's going to bless your life, but put God first, right? Don't, don't be self-seeking, be God-seeking. Don't be, don't be your kingdom seeking, be God's kingdom, the kingdom of God. Seek first the kingdom of God. <laughs> Seek his right ways of doing things. Um, you know, be a blessing to people around you. God will see your heart, and then He's going to prosper you. He's going to bless you. He's going to bless you. I, I don't. I get this imagery often of people who will not give away. It's like, it's like they want to keep hoard everything and bring it in, bring it in, bring it in, bring it in, and keep it and keep it and keep it, and then it rots and it deteriorates and it just destroys. Right? It's like give it away so that it can be a blessing to somebody else. Verse 26, he who trusts in his own heart is a fool. But whoever walks wisely will be delivered. He who trusts in his own heart, am I on the wrong scripture? No, I flicked this thing, but it came over there and landed somewhere in your lap, maybe, so be careful. Stink bugs. We still have those stinking stink bugs. Yeah. Okay, that, that threw off my groove, babe. So sorry. <laughs> he who trusts in his own heart is a fool. All right, I want to turn to uh, Jeremiah 17. I'd love for you to turn with me here, and I don't have this in here. I can't put it up, okay? Uh, 17 and 9. 17 and 9. Jeremiah 17, 9. Listen to this. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked who can know it I the Lord search the heart I test the mind 
even to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his doings. Oh, the heart is deceitful above all things, desperately wicked. Who can know it? We, you know, people say, follow your heart. Just follow your heart. Just follow your heart. No. Ain't there a line in one of those, uh, those brothers, they made a movie where they put that in there. It was a movie that's kind of centered on marriage, kind of. Do you remember what I'm talking about? Yeah. Fireproof. You must lead your heart. Yeah, the guy said, don't follow your heart, lead your heart. Yeah. And that's what we need to do. We lead our heart. Now, when you get saved, you get a new heart. But everybody understands, every one of us, we know, even saved, we know that we have a tendency to lean to our own way and we have to be leading and guiding our heart and letting the Holy Ghost lead our heart, right? All of us have to do that. And so, he who trusts in his own heart is, is foolish, but whoever walks wisely will be delivered. Now, I think this is why the Lord said, let me put that back up there. This is why I think the Lord said, look at that last line, whoever walks wisely will be delivered. What does it mean to walk wisely? Well, you may ask a hundred people and get a hundred different definitions, but I'll tell you what God says about us, how it is for us to walk wisely. You know what Jesus said? How did I, I need to walk wisely? To take up my cross daily. <laughs> and I think this is a... And follow him. Yeah. Take up my cross daily, which means a cross was an instrument of execution. In the days of Jesus, the Roman Empire... The cross was, they executed people and they would execute them. It's hard for us to even imagine this. You go out in your community and there's somebody up on the hill and he's, he's hanging on a cross, rotten, and, you know, dying, executing, you know, to, to warn the people, you, you better watch it, right? But the Lord looks at the cross and he says to his disciples, take up your cross daily. In other words, let your life not be about you. And I think that's exactly why he says that. He's saying, don't trust your own heart, but live wisely. You know, live God's way, not your way. Follow the Spirit, don't follow the flesh, the way Apostle Paul puts it in the book of Galatians. Walk in the Spirit, don't walk in the flesh. Okay? I think that's what it means to walk wisely, is to walk in the Spirit. Because the, the Spirit will want things that, that you don't want. Now, once you come to a point, and, and you have to exercise yourself. Now, when you're first born again, you love God, you want to do everything for God. The reality is there's a training, there's a sanctifying, there's a, there's a process where we learn to crucify the flesh. And we learn to not follow after those desires, you know. When, when we're living, when we're not living totally surrendered to the Lord, we get envy, we get full of envy, we get jealous over things. There, there's so much. And I would love to say that never happens in the churches today, but it's in the churches always. There's always people getting jealous and envious and the look at me and look at me. And, uh, and that, that, that happens because we don't walk wisely. We don't walk wisely. Lord, help us to walk wisely. Verse 27. How do you walk wisely? Who? Oh, hallelujah. He who gives to the poor will not lack. He who gives, but he who hides his eyes will have many curses. 
What does hides his eyes mean? Uh, he who gives to the poor will not lack. This goes right along with, if you will bless, if you will be a blessing, if you will live your life, you want to be happy? You want to walk around singing? You want to you wake up with joy in your heart? You want to you live your life like you have purpose and meaning? You want to get rid of depression? Live your life for others. He who hides, hides his eyes from the poor means he, he's basically saying, I don't see them. I don't, I, don't, I don't see the people in need. I don't see the people in need. Uh, the last two days, discussions have come up about, you know, we're leaving out for Honduras. And Sunday night, the brother was preaching, uh, and there was talk about, you know, going to Honduras. And sometimes people say, Honduras? Why do you go to Honduras? There are people here who needs. And yes, there are people here who needs, but you've got to put this in the right perspective. If someone here, if someone is poor here in Tennessee, okay, and they don't make very much money, they can get insurance for their kids <laughs> so they can go to the hospital. They can get a monthly check. The government will send them a check. That is to say there are there's help here that there's not in other places in the world. And this is one of the reasons that you can't shut your heart up. Uh, and I understand that sometimes here you see the guy and you're like, well, hey, go get, in a, go get a job, buddy. Uh, get a job somewhere. And I understand that. You know, I understand that. Uh, but there are other places where it is so poor. If you've ever been to a third world country, and it's like there are, there are no jobs. What, what can they do? They can't do anything. And so remember, remember that. And remember, don't hide your eyes from people that are in need. You live, we live in 2024. This is, this is a different, we live in a different time, you know. And I've shared with you how much that you guys, Church Without Walls, you guys who help with Church Without Walls, and what we're doing around the world. And I thank you so much for that. You're not hiding your eyes from the poor, okay? Amen. And I thank God for that. But that's what it means. He who gives to the poor will not lack. You want God to bless your life? Be a giver. Be a giver. Matter of fact, the Lord says be a cheerful giver. The New Testament says, the apostles too, be a cheerful giver. Give. Okay? And, and, and God's going to bless you. And don't hide your eyes. You start hiding your eyes. I think about, uh, I think about people, again, who's like, no, I refuse, I refuse, I refuse. And it seems like, does it not? Generally speaking, I'm not saying there, but often it's like things are always going wrong. Yeah. And things are always going wrong in my life. Okay, are you a giver? Are you giving to the cause of God? Be a giver. Pray for a generous heart. For God to give you a generous heart. Yeah, yeah, amen. That, and that could be a prayer. Yeah, so God, Yeah. It's like, I want to give. I have a generous heart, you know. Mm -hmm. And you can give time. You can give. There's so many. You, you guys, you guys that are part of Daybreak, you are givers already. I think every one of you are givers, and I just praise God for each and every one of you. Uh, so thank God for that. Verse 28 ends this chapter. We're going to end it here. When the wicked arise, men hide themselves. This goes along with many other proverbs we talked about. You know, when the wicked are in rule, the it, it's it's awful. It, it's terrible. You know, when the righteous 
are in charge, then the nation rejoices, right? When the wicked arise, you got to hide yourself. You know, as the wicked get more and more power, it's going to become more and more dangerous. It's just how it is. And that's, uh, you would think as humanity advances and gets smarter, that all of this would change. But according to the scriptures, it's not going to get better. I mean, the Lord said that wars and rumors of wars are going to continue till he returns. And matter of fact, the Lord says right before he returns, it's going to get worse than it's ever been before. Worse than ever. It's going to get so bad that if he didn't shorten the days, no flesh would be saved. That's how bad it's going to get, according to the Lord. Now, I'm not trying to be a pessimist. I'm telling you that's what the prophecy is. Yeah. So that tells me that... You know, this prideful, wicked ruling is just going to get worse. And men hide themselves. This says, but when they perish, the righteous increase. And so this is actually a proverb that's saying it's good when the wicked perish. And I think it's talking about the wicked who are in rule and ruling over others here that are oppressing others because then the righteous increase. Multiplication is so important. That's why people don't realize how big of a deal it is when things change. I shared a, I shared a video. I shared it on Scott and Lisa. I know uh, Jonathan Kahn put out. I want to encourage you to watch that video. Uh, towards the end of the year, the Pope made a declaration of the Catholic Church being able to bless same-sex marriages. Now, regardless of what denomination you're in or what you think about, Catholic, or if you've got to understand Western civilization and how big of a deal this is, because regardless of what you think about the Catholic Church, when the Catholic Church sta is standing against abortion, that that's a powerhouse in Western civilization. There's a lot of Catholics when they're when they're saying marriage is between one man and one woman. That's very powerful. Here's what I found to be true, and you look this out through history. Whenever you give in to evil, it begins to multiply at a, a, at a rate that it increases so fast it's crazy. And so what you so what we want is righteousness to increase. We want right have you not noticed that as the left agendas get into the communities? How many more people now are saying, oh, I think maybe I'm in the wrong body. I'm, I think maybe I'm not, I'm a boy, but I don't think maybe I'm actually a girl and I'm a girl, maybe I'm actually a boy. How much more of that happens as it becomes more acceptable? Have you noticed that? Well, because confusion breeds confusion. Confusion breeds confusion, right. And guys, I'm telling you, what happened at the end of the year when... Regardless of all the troubles and whatever you want to think about the Pope and the Catholic Church, up until they're like, you don't sanction a marriage between a woman and a woman and a man and a man. And when now that happens, you watch what takes place and how quick evil increases now. You just watch how it will increase. And so uh, we're on a trajectory that you and I who stand for the truth and stand for righteousness, we are on a trajectory to, 
trajectory <laughs> where it's it's on the move uh, that as more and more churches receive and accept wickedness and ungodliness and sanction ungodliness. And you say, well, we're not doing that at our church. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. But you've got to understand how this is going to begin to change the culture and how it's going to turn people against those crazy people who actually believe the Bible. How dare you believe the Bible? And, and that's why I wanted you to watch that report from Jonathan Kahn because the pulpit actually said he's basically downing those who actually believe uh, that they should follow the Ten Commandments. This is where we're headed. This is where we're headed. I'm not a doomsday guy. I'm telling you, get right with God. Stand up for righteousness. Stand up and be accounted for. And let your influence, let everybody around you know that you love God. You love the truth. You know what right and wrong is. I say this all the time. The church has got to quit being silent. Now, I'm not saying, church, I'm not saying be mean. I'm saying don't be silent. Amen. Don't be silent. Stand for truth. Stand for the truth in love. Amen. Amen. All right, guys. Love you. God bless you. Thank you for being here this morning. That ends chapter 28. Yes, Elvis. Yes. Demonic confusion. Demonic. Con it's 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 going to explode and already exploding. So be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand in the evil day. For you wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Yeah. All right? So put on the armor. Let's build put on the armor. Build yourself up. Yes. Lord Jesus, right now, Yeshua, we love you. We praise you. God, everyone who watches Daybreak, everyone who's part of this Bible study, I'm asking for a supernatural shield around them, that you will protect them, that you'll keep their eyes open to the truth, that you'll keep their hearts open to the Spirit, and that you will help us to walk in truth. Walk in truth when it's not popular. Stand for what's right when it's not popular. I pray this in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen, amen and amen. And amen. All right, guys. Love you. We'll see you, Lord willing, tomorrow right here on Daybreak. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. Love you, saints. Bye.